Welcome to the heartbeat. I've been getting messages from y'all on the daily. Kev, that post was exactly what I needed to hear right now. Oh my God, that podcast was so relevant in my life. Like, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed to hear. How did you know? And I didn't. (laughs) I'm over here having fun, talking about what I want to talk about, posting what I want to post, and doing what feels good. And if that doesn't tell you and us that following your intuition and actually getting what you desire serves a bigger purpose than just yourself. Can I get an amen? Wow. Allow it to be fun. Give yourself what you want. It's kind of in the flow that I'm in right now. And just a quick update on some of my gut stuff for those of you who have been following because you have asked me a lot of questions on it and been giving me tips. And I just so appreciate this community. You guys fucking rock. Uh, The test came back clear so as far as western medicine is concerned my colon is just inflamed and they don't know why so i'm going to ayurveda and i'm also doing some naturopath but i also dove in deeper on the emotional mental side of things of what am i holding on to what am i scared to let go of what am i holding back and wow that's been a quite a journey this past week and so it's only been a few days since i got the you know the the ct scan was clear and it's been quantum leaps over here for sure. And you guys are going to start to see it coming this week. This episode releases on Monday and you guys are going to get to see now. If you haven't looked at my Instagram yet, do it because there's some new stuff and I'm really not holding back anymore. I'm being my, my true self and that's uh, going to be my North Star for quite some time. And I'm really excited to be doing this in this way, especially in business for the first time in my life. There's a lot of I think before I was following other, whether it was a, you know, a workout program, I had to follow the gym's rules or even with what I was doing before, it was like, okay, this is what everybody who's following me is asking for. So I got to show up in this way. Now I'm just like, this shit helped me and this is fun as fuck to talk about and I'm going to fucking talk about it. (laughs) And that level of freedom helped me out a lot. But how I got to that point was actually what we're talking about in today's episode with Stefanos, shadow work. We talk about what does that even mean, why it's important, um, and the world seems to be going through a micro and macro shadow right now where everything's being put in the spotlight and, and the benefits of what comes out on the other side of that. We also talk about the negatives and what happens if you continue to run from the side of yourself that you don't like or, or looking at uh, things about yourself that you don't like and how this is actually the path to freedom and healing. Um, so we, we had an amazing conversation and he is a very woke, powerful relationship coach, just overall person. Definitely go check him out. All of his details are going to be below in the show notes, but I really love this conversation because of how raw it got and how real it got. And if you're somebody who's wanting to dive into shadow work, uh, that's more of what I'm opening up and doing. So either reach out to Stefanos cause he mentions some resources that he has, or you can check out some resources that I have, go to dark72.com. That is the new, the new, new, the good, good that I just came out with. So if you guys want to check that out, it's completely free, uh, dark72.com, or you can check it out on Instagram if I haven't announced it yet, or that link's not working yet. (laughs) I don't know the the future of, you know, this is coming out on Monday and I'm recording this on Friday. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully that's the plan. Anyway. Uh, yeah, today's episode, you might get a little uncomfortable, allow it, just let it be present, observe it, get curious about it. Um, because I don't want you guys to just listen to this uh, episode and go, wow, that was some good information. Okay. I feel better. Uh, I've mentioned about 
recently about that being a one night stand with transformation. She wants you to be committed to her. Don't just get a high and feel good after listening to a podcast. Please implement, do something, make a commitment to yourself, make a shift, share it with me or Stefanos. Let us know we're here for you. And without further ado, you are listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about today? Brother, it's uh, it's your it's your show, it's your audience, you know. Yeah, um, but what's on your heart? Man, what's been coming up for you? Brother, the state of the world, you know, it's an mm. uh, interesting place to be right now. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. An interesting time in human history. <laughs> yeah, man. Interesting time in human history. Interesting way that we're potentially choosing to evolve. Right. Um, the choices that we're making, you know, the decisions that we're faced with and the crossroads and how we're making those decisions are really, I feel, are either defining us and bringing a new version of ourselves forward as a humanity or it's really entrenching us in old patterns and old ways of being that are just deepening their claws into that that way of being that is not really collaborative, not really connected, not really functioning as a connected species, you know. I think we're just very feeling very isolated and separate at the moment as a greater collective. I think there's definitely pockets mm-hmm. of unity, but I don't know, man. It's just a really it is a really interesting time to be alive. Yeah. And I think that there is. We're kind of at this threshold, right? Like you said, like our moment to moment decisions are going to be essentially birth in this next evolution of mm. humanity, which mm. we really get to choose consciously um, from a grassroots space, mm. you know, mm. and it's really all that we can do. Yeah. And I think, I think leadership, you know, collective and individual leadership, and it's not to negate so what I call sovereign leadership, that leadership of self that we have, that mm-hmm. responsibility we have to our own path. But I think um, collective global leadership is being asked to step up and step into a more authentic, transparent version of itself. And I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm really praying that that's, that's what happens. And I don't just want to be uh, apathetic and I don't want to be passive in that, in that prayer. I want to be very <laughs> active in that. Right. And, and of course, you know, contribute in the way that I feel I can I can best serve and, and make those ripple effects. And I think we all have that capacity to do that in our own expression, in our own way, right? Totally. Yeah. And mm. I, I think it is calling forth this this next level of leadership from a lot of people mm. of how how are we going to do this differently? Like basically yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. How are you know, like how is all of it going to be different? I've been seeing, you know, kind of uh old paradigms, if you will, or old ways of doing uh, coaching kind of get vetoed out. I've also been seeing mm-hmm. other ways of um, living like lifestyle changes getting vetoed out and just even people's perceptions of like life and, and others uh, it's everything's being put on spotlight in terms of mm-hmm. you could say the the darkness is being brought to the light and that's where mm-hmm. we get to lean in and do the work. Yeah. That's, that's the opportunity. All right. Yeah, <laughs> He's leaning exactly. in and doing the work. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So what have you been what have you been doing in this time since Corona hit and and everything's been happening? Well, for me, man, it, honestly, not a great deal has changed in terms of my day to day. I've been working mm-hmm. from home for quite some time, for many years, and working with clients in different capacities, and and that that has continued. And and really, what I've you know, both myself and my wife, we've just gone deeper into okay, how can we serve? So when this first started happening, this you know, COVID nineteen was sort of unleashed into into the world, and society responded to it or reacted to it rather in the way that it did um you know a lot of society started shutting down so to speak a lot of what we deemed as to be normal um took a turn and so we looked at our lives and said okay well how can we best serve and and one of the things that we did was um we created a live coaching and healing sessions breathwork meditation and live coaching twice a week and we did that for a number of months and we still do that and it's completely free um, and it's just a way that we can, we can give. And so what else we started doing was, well, is thinking, okay, what, what do people really need right now? Like this is our area of expertise or this is our, our skill set. We're in, we're in behavioral learning. We're in healing, um, helping people heal their lives, helping people mm-hmm. see a version of themselves that's healthier as opposed to unhealthy. And how can we create something for people that's really easily accessible in this difficult time and that can actually help them feel more confident and safer in their own bodies and in their own social circles. Mm-hmm. And so we just that's really been a big focus of both of ours, man, is that. And at the same time, you know, choosing to go deep into our own work because, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, like this has been a very uh, – part of it, not all of it, but part of it has been a very aggravating time for me. It's brought up a lot of anger and brought up a lot of – just resentment at how we've done life as a humanity mm, and, yeah. you know, what we're choosing to ignore and what's happening in the world, the atrocities that are, that are almost feel, it feels like they're being amplified. They've been there for mm-hmm. a long time, but they're being amplified. And they're also and being it's just, shown in the spotlight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. And, and so I'm, I'm working on that stuff and I see that as an opportunity. Okay. Like I just get to work through my shit a little deeper, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is good, which is right. Good. Right. And, and yeah, have you, did you see that, um, I think there was like a, there was a hearing like legally, I think it was two days ago or something with, Mm -hmm. um, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon. I mean, I heard of it. I didn't know it was two days ago though. Yeah. I was saw like the tail end of it. I I know it was like crazy. And so it was Jeff Bezos and like everybody, all these CEOs of the tech giants and they all were on zoom and then they had a court hearing essentially. Um, I saw the tail end of it cause I saw it like on Facebook and I saw like basically when they meeting adjourned, but, um, the, I was looking at the comment section and everybody was like, wow, they just lied under oath and all this crazy stuff. And basically what's happening is the government's like, you guys are shifting, um, information that's being dripped down and pushing your own agendas, infringing on other people's freedom. And also, your uh, there's no way that anybody can compete with you guys. So you're, you've got a monopoly. Like we've got to divide oh, you up and break away your yeah. We've got to divide <laughs> you up and break away your power um, for the sake of the freedom of other people. And wow. I don't know what the implementation implementations of that were, but I was like, damn, that's a that's that's crazy that that's happening. Um, so you know, because I saw some stuff on about how Facebook, you know, was taking down posts from. Those doctors yeah. that, you know, posted yep. about the, the COVID cure and like all these things. And that was like right after. 
Um, and I've definitely know that Google's, you know, shifted things. So they, they have power on what we see mm. uh, in the algorithm, right? Like all of them. Yeah. So it's kind of. I believe so. Yeah. And I've, I've even noticed, you know, I just started a nonprofit recently. And anytime I use the word nonprofit in a Facebook post, not, more, not many people see it. Really? Yeah. Huh. And versus if I were to just not use nonprofit, the, 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 that huh. word. Uh, and it's just an observation. I mean, it's not like significantly different, but um, it's probably about, I only get, a, I'd say probably 60, 50% of what I normally get uh, engagement wise. And I just think that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. Also, some weird shit happened today. My friend was telling me about, like, literally, we were just outside talking, and he told me about this new t-shirt brand that he was, you know, geeking about, about and just showed me on his phone and read a description of one of the shirts, because hmm. it was like this uh, really yep. cool psychedelic I know where you're going with art. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I shit you not, not even 30 seconds later, I look at Facebook, and there's an ad for that... It, exactly what's in his cart the three shirts that are in his cart there was a carousel oh. of those three shirts and he didn't mention the brand name or anything and i'm like dude <laughs> holy shit uh. yeah all he did was read the description of the shirt and so you know that's not even talked about like in facebook ads you can't there's not something that says yes activate voice <laughs> activation for targeting ads like you, that's not even a thing so there's just a lot going on behind the scenes, especially with the tech giants and the leadership there. That's uh, kind of influencing the public opinion. Like you were saying, uh, everybody's kind of got this anger and all this other stuff. Like, yeah. A lot of anger, man. A lot of anger in the world. There's... But, you know, in saying that, like we, you know, we're talking about this disparity that's happening in the world. And there is a lot of goodness. There's a lot of totally. healthy people yeah, doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. um, bringing, bringing more awareness to the unraveling of the human psyche, collective and individual. And I really, you know, and this is hard for me, man, in my own personal journey. It, it's hard mm -hmm. for me to have compassion for, not for um, people in general, that, that's actually not too hard, but people that are really doing horrific things and yeah. taking advantage of people that are in a position um, less than them, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever it may be. So really taking advantage mm -hmm. of people. I, mm -hmm. I struggle to have compassion for those people. I, I can intellectualize it. I get it, you know, hurt people, mm -hmm. hurt people. And I, but in my body, sometimes I really struggle with that. Not all the time, but sometimes. And that's, well, I think that's you know, healthy. Well, yeah, it is, it is healthy because it helps us understand what we want to gravitate towards and not. And right. And there's a point where I think the next stage of human evolution is, is and this is coming from a very violent background, man, like a very violent mm. background from a kid to a young adult. So I've, I've been yeah. in those situations where I just don't know if that level of animosity is going to serve us anymore. And I think we have to step into deeper levels of compassion and empathy for each other, particularly those that we struggle to have empathy and compassion for. Right. Yeah. Mm. And I also think that there's something in, about that reaction in you that's kind mm. of being sparked in the collective that is somewhat of like mm. protecting what's sacred, a moral yeah. compass. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that you can still have compassion and still have, be angry towards somebody at the same time. I don't think it's one or the other. Yeah, if, I agree. You know, 
I agree. Yeah. I, I've, I just put a post up. I mean, I've put this post up before. Like you, you know, you can be both. You can be yeah. the Buddha and you can be a warrior. Absolutely, you can. And I just think at some point, it's not that we have to choose that the the nature of the Buddha more often. It's that mm-hmm. we have to choose it at the right times. Ooh, that's yeah. that's the critical point. We have to choose it at a critical point where it's most needed. Mm-hmm. And and again, you know, how do you discern with when are you the warrior or when are you the Buddha? Well, that that comes down to you know individual evolution, and that that requires attention, introspection, exploring the shadow self, exploring one's own uh, unconscious wounds, childhood wounds, you know, going into one's healing. That's that's the power there. Mm-hmm. Like really doing the inner work to have that yeah. discernment on like what's needed yeah. of me right now. Yeah, yeah. How how, yeah. how did you get to that place? Because I know you mentioned a little bit from your past, you, you kind of grew up in a violent environment. Uh, to I guess your path has been a lot of compassion and, and kind of centering in, in that. Um, uh, yeah, t- to t- some extent, to some extent, yeah. yeah. Well, talk more, talk more on that. Like what has been your journey, but then also specifically like in 2020, what's been the work, what's mm. the work for you? I think the work for me in 2020 specifically has been less judgment upon myself and less judgment mm. upon others. Um, and, and I really started unraveling that particular, that specific lesson a couple of years ago where mm. I was doing some deep, um, deep work on, on myself. I was in this, uh, this journey, this program with a, with a couple's, uh, psychosomatic, sexual somatic healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a you know, four month container and, and really was just unpacking and unraveling a lot of, a lot of myself and, in one of those, one of the revelations I had was around judgment, how harshly I've been judging myself and being critical of myself and how I was projecting that onto others in order to protect myself. And that's when mm-hmm. I really started undoing that. But really for yeah. me, my, my journey over the years has been less about forgiveness and more about feeling those unfelt feelings that needed to be felt at the time of particular experiences such as experiencing physical abuse or emotional abuse or put downs or rejection at a very young age that I suppressed because I was too scared to go into or that were just too big feelings for a little kid to experience you know so it's really been going deep into those places and you know I spent years doing that and you know to be very clear the vast majority of that has you know I've really filtered that out in a healthy way but there's still remnants of it I think you know, we we are presented with circumstances that will trigger aspects of ourselves that still need healing. And if I'm in that place, you know, can I meet that with non-judgment? Do I have to be critical and say, oh, well, I'm not good enough because I've still got more learning or growth to go? I think I think that's a very egoic place to be and and that's <laughs> for me personally. And, and it's like, well, let me take a step back. And let me actually look at my life and say, I'm human and it's okay to falter. It's okay to be in pain. It's okay to be critical. It's okay to still be learning. Um, what, and what choice do I want to make based on, hey, it's okay. Let me still take action though. Mm, right. And I guess, and in that kind of diving into your emotions, talk more on that because I know that there's, definitely a lot of people that either shun away from their emotions and like just kind of think very logically or mm. they um they may not know that there's they've suppressed emotions like how do you know 
I think we look at the patterns in our lives, right? If we're experiencing very similar circumstances or situations with similar types of people and it's very unpleasant and uncomfortable and undesirable, I think that's telling us something about the choices that we're making and the feelings that we're either feeling or not feeling. And so with that said, I think really the opportunity for us is to go into those the, the crevices within our own mindscape and say, okay, well, what do I need to explore here? And start opening up the heart. And for me, it was a lot of repressed anger. But the paradox was that I was a very angry person and I was very short-tempered and frustrated and agitated consistently. However, they were secondary emotions really masking a deeper level of sadness and fear and rage actually that I wasn't expressing because they were too overwhelming. I didn't feel that I could do it unconsciously. I didn't feel I could cope with it. I didn't feel I could hold those big emotions. And I really, I needed support. So I, you know, I was working with shamans and spiritual healers and therapists and psychologists and counselors. And I did a lot of inner work myself in solitude and being in solitude was very liberating for me because it gave me a direct connection to capability, self-reliance and confidence to deal with these very big, big things, big emotions, big thoughts, big, um, big memories as well, like memories of abuse and so forth. So dealing mm. with that was, you know, was a necessity. Yeah. It it really is. I love that. As you mentioned, like secondary emotions, kind of the underlying cause of them, because it can be scary to you know dive into that stuff if mm. you've never done it before. For a lot of people, I know yeah. it was for me. Shit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, in terms of the outer work, I know you said you've been helping, like giving these free coaching sessions and the breathwork stuff. Um, what else do you see in terms of maybe for yourself or uh, people around you in terms of stepping up in in leadership, like? How can we uplift? How are you, I guess, specifically like uplifting, you know, the consciousness? And then how do you, how would you encourage others? Anybody listening? I think to encourage others, you follow your, follow your path, follow your truth. Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. Mm. And so if you're in that space of following your truth and living out your truth, you're going to be of greater service to other people and you really, be of great impact because you're living an authentic life. It almost will come effortlessly. It doesn't mean you're not going to meet challenges, but it's going to be a seamless transition and expression of truth into the world. For me, it's helping people realize that they needn't be dictated to by their past wounding or their past pain and creating a safe space mm. and environment for them to discover that for themselves, empower them to do so, provide them with tools and techniques, and also confidence, help them with their own their own innate confidence to tap into that and take them on a journey of self-discovery. I do that for individuals. I do that for couples. I do that for large groups of people in person, virtually, etc. I'm also big into somatic therapy such as breath work and really releasing trapped emotions that, that have condensed themselves in the body at a cellular level, not only psychologically and emotionally, but also physiologically and, and, and really helping people shift that trauma and that pain that they've experienced as, um, as young people. You know, it's really, it's tough at the moment, man. I'm seeing a lot of media again, you know, like, like you said, the spotlight and the amplification mm -hmm. on, particularly on child trafficking and sex slavery yeah. and sex prostitution, uh, child prostitution and so forth. And it's really, really horrific. And it's, 
it really hits home for me, man, on a number of different levels. And one of them is that I work with a lot of individuals, a lot of clients that have experienced sexual trauma. And these are really beautiful human beings just trying to free themselves from these very painful memories and experiences. And so it's very close to home for me on many, again, many fronts. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the work that I'm, that I'm doing in the world and, and really doing my best to, to get that message to as many people as possible that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the sad part of it is it's a lot more common than people think. Oh, so much more, man. I mean, yeah. to give you an anecdotal example, you know, anytime I'm running men's groups, mm-hmm. whether there's t- 10 people or a hundred people or 300 people, I promise you, man, whenever I'm doing exercises on very specific forms and expressions of abuse, particularly sexual abuse, minimum, and I mean minimum, man, minimum six out of 10, minimum, more like seven out of 10 men have been sexually abused as children. But that's, again, that's anecdotal, right? That's, that's not, that's, they're not, these aren't formal studies. These aren't formal statistics. This is anecdotal. But every time I've run so many men's groups, these are the, these are the stats, man. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It is. And it's it even more for women. Yeah. And, and it's something that I feel like, what, what do you feel is the, is the root of the, like, why that, why? It's a fucking great question, man. It is a great question. I mean, I'll speak generically and I'll speak a little specifically. So cool. generically, I feel that it is a pathology that is leveraged upon or utilized. So it's an expression that's utilized when people are so much in their suffering, so much in their pain and so much in their fear, they're trying to take control of their environment. And one of the ways that that is done in an extreme way is to manipulate and to take advantage of an individual or a person that carries far less power than you, that you can exert more power over them. And so if we keep stripping that back, like, okay, so we understand that hurt people hurt people and that's not an excuse, but it's a reason or it's a, it's an understanding. What then keeps happening in a person's life or people's lives? We keep tracing, tracing this back where they feel they have to overpower someone either physically, emotionally and or sexually to feel that they're in control. What is happening in the human psyche? And this is what I think is happening. You know, Carl Jung speaks a great deal to this. Freud speaks a great deal Mm -hmm. to this. But beyond that, we're speaking about this unresolved shadow aspect of self that becomes distorted. Mm -hmm. You know, we think that Hitler was a bad man or a bad person. He was evil and he was unhealthy. The reality is that anything anyone can do, anyone can do. So if Hitler can do it, you can do it. You know, if Mahatma Gandhi can do it, you can do it. And and we all have that ability to access that part of our psyche. But the thing is, most people, well, I don't even know if it's most, but some people will go to real extremes to exert power and control. And a big part of this is because I think we repress our shadow. Mm-hmm. I really feel, and this is what I'm saying, Jung and Freud were talking to a lot, modern psychodynamics. But beyond that, even in ancient wisdom, we see that if we don't embrace and accept the wholeness and fullness of who we are as human beings, and we, we, we shun those parts of ourselves and we hide and numb those parts of ourselves, they leak out in very unhealthy, often extreme ways. And I think child sexual abuse is one of those ways, man. 
and it's mm. fucking horrific and sad and people aren't they're not doing their inner work they're not shown mm. how and they're told the simplest of things like if you're angry that's not a healthy emotion to have so suppress it <laughs> that shit festers man mm-hmm. it festers it festers Mm-hmm. And I just I feel that we have a distorted view of self and of um of society. Yeah. That's definitely true. I think there's this thing in culture of and you kind of mentioned a little bit of it, how it's like positive and negative emotions. Mm. Emotions just are. It's, yeah. it's right. <laughs> like they're and they all have a benefit. They all have a reason. Mm. They all serve yeah. a purpose. And I think yeah. the I think that kind of came about because somebody didn't want to look at their shit. And so they just try to control everybody else and say, Hey, just don't be angry. Cause I don't want to deal with my anger. So you just don't do that. Mm. Or we blame or labeled the emotion for an action instead of maybe a root cause, mm. Um, mm. you know, and then generationally it kind of perpetuated to where we're at today. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I think that so there's also this part of us that, likes to like you you mentioned the shadow right and i love that you mentioned that because it's a lot of what i work with and i think there's this part of us that innately just wants to feel good all the time but doesn't realize that you gotta you know feel bad or look at the shadow before you actually free yourself and so there's this perpetual running and that have a saying like striving creates the gap like if you're striving for that happiness or anything external, it'll create more and more of the suffering of the anger of the frustration of all of those emotions. And then in one day, like you mentioned, like it'll, you'll snap and you'll take it out on somebody. Hmm. That's just how I see it though. But I mean, what do you, what do you think? I resonate with you. Yeah. I resonate with what you're saying deeply. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's great truth to that. And I think it's time for us to start shining the light on these really, really dark places within our own psyche and within our own society. And mm. I know that comes with a lot of shame, man. I've My journey mm. has been one of very deep shame and I know how paralyzing shame can be. And I also know how liberating it can be. And if we don't go to these very uncomfortable places, we're going to remain stuck in this shadow expressed aspect of humanity that we keep shunning and shunning and shunning. The only way to get through it is to go through it. There's no way around yeah. it or over the top or underneath. We've got to go through it. And that's going to get messy. And the way that we remain in the messiness is by embracing it and, and meeting it with some level of compassion and non-judgment. That doesn't mean we're not going to be fierce and resilient. doesn't mean that we're not going to be warrior-like, but there's going to be times when we've got to be – there's going to be a softness with that and there's going to be times when we've got to fucking fight and fight really hard. Mm-hmm. And then internal. Yeah. 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 And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even external too, Kevin, maybe even external That's too. That's very man. true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel it's, it's happening, but we can't yeah. go external where we haven't gone internal. I feel. I agree. And if we do go external when we haven't gone internal, it ch- turns into a shit show. Massively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's very true. Yeah. But I feel, it, I feel it's happening like in both fronts. Um, I feel mm. like a lot of people are waking up. I feel like a lot of people are leaning in and doing that, that inner work. Um, and then I also feel like, you know, when we're making those shifts, uh, externally, you know, in the societal mm. constructs and everything. And I feel like we're just scratching the surface. I don't feel like this is anywhere near completion, um, or yeah, close to, but, um, 
we just have a lot to work through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the overwhelming piece. I think that's why, I mean, it's been true in my life. I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. The reason why, the reasons why I really didn't look at my stuff uh, like at a deep level, because I was looking at my stuff, but not at a deep level that I needed to go to because, because it was too overwhelming. I didn't mm. have the tools. I didn't have the support. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't be fucked. I couldn't, I literally, I was not lazy. I was, it, laziness was there, but it was, it, the laziness existed because it was a defense mechanism and a protective strategy for not feeling the big feelings and not going deep into and facing the shame and the, the overwhelm. Mm. And the reality is the only way I went there was because I hit rock bottom multiple times where I, honestly, I didn't feel I had a choice. Like it was either death or make some changes. And I wasn't, I was ready to die, but I wasn't ready to die like that. And mm. until people, I really feel people get to that point. I think that's where we are at the collective, collective consciousness. Until people get to that point where they're really willing, they're just not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you look at when people wake up, when people actually face their shit in the shadow, it usually happens from a really insane breakup or a near death experience. Or, you know, it, it gets to this point where it just becomes so unbearable that you're like, okay, why is this happening? Or what's the point of life? And then you start actually leaning in. It kind of boils up to a point for for most people, I would say, unless they consciously seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, a, that's an interesting question. What does it take um, for people to consciously seek it out? Hmm. I think frustration in terms mm. of like maybe impatience, keep hitting the same wall, uh, repeating patterns, um, maybe anger towards self or mm. just simply a strong desire to not live the life that somebody's living. Hit really hit the reset button. I mean, I know that's what it was for me. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I've had near death experiences, but that didn't bring me into mm. my shadow. You know, and I've been mm. suicidal before. That actually didn't mm. trigger it for me. That's right. Um, Same you know, here. what actually what actually leaned me into my shadow was I. Th- this is not like if this is my life. I'm gonna die one day. I don't want to like you mentioned. I don't want to go out like this. Yep. Yep. And I think waking up to the fact that you're gonna die <laughs> is the best mm. realization that you can. <laughs> it's it's a scary thought, which you know. But once you kind of like are able to sit with it and and actually take that in there's so much of the work there that you can set yourself free and cre- mm. design the life create the life that you want mm. mm-hmm. yeah i mean is would you agree in terms of the seeking yes. it out yeah. very, very much so yeah 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 because yeah. it's it's an, it's an interesting concept and then what do you because this is another thing talking on shadow some people stay there i know i have before yep so um, it's comfortable. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. It's how not did, accountable. How would, right. How would you pull how did you pull yourself out of it, I guess? I stayed in there. That's the paradox. I sunk <laughs> into it. I leaned in. And I stayed <laughs> yeah. there. And the, the more I stayed in there with, with deliberately, the um the more it shifted. And the more mm. I was able to see it separate from other aspects of myself, I was able to make Discern, discerning, dis, uh, distinguishing, uh, a d- d- distinguishing understanding of, oh, okay, so this is a part of me, but it doesn't have to be all of that which I am. 
that was mm. empowering for me to realize that. Yeah. It's a, that it's a side of you, not all of you. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's wild. There's a lot to it, man. But I feel like, again, it's kind of like the world's going through it in a micro macro level right now. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody yeah. that I know is going through some sort of shift. Yeah, I feel and, that. Yeah. And so is the world. It's, it's interesting to witness. Yeah. That's, that's, I have a, I have a, an, a, a curiosity with respect to what's happening in the world and how we're dealing with it as a collective and what choices we're going to make. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you see are the options? You know, to be honest, the options that I see are the options that I experienced in some of my greatest turning points and transition points is that as a society, we either commit mass self-genocide, suicide, mass mass self-suicide, suicide. We either end up in a mental asylum, all of us, or we all lose our fucking minds, or we get through this. And we get through it in such a way that allows us to inspire the following generations and allows us to teach and impart wisdom and learn from the choices that we've once made, even generations previous to us. Mm-hmm. I think there are options, man. I really do. I think we either destroy this planet or we contribute to the way this planet functions and flourishes. And we start giving a damn about the Earth's caring and carrying capacity. We're definitely at that at that mark. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think we're at that juxta point right now. It's yeah, we're going to make that choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely strides being made, um, especially in you know Earth conservation and and stuff like that. But mm. I think I know a lot. I've did even did research on some of that stuff, and it's like you know using paper plates instead of plastic, but the, they're delivered in plastic wrapping and like all this, <laughs> you know, We've created a rod for our like, own back. What? Yeah. So yeah. I feel it again, it's like, an, it, there really does need, and I was actually making a post on this today of like, we can't just change the old. I really feel like it's just like, mm-hmm. let's just create the new, like not even looking at the old model, just what mm. the fuck do we want? What's true? Yeah. What's, what's the best for everybody? Create that. And so, well, uh, the issue is that not everyone wants that. Not everyone wants what's the best for everybody. Yeah, obviously. You're talking about social equity and equity, and you're talking about, you know, maybe for example, the resource-based economy, where Mm -hmm. we're looking at maximizing uh, access to resources for every single living being on this planet. The reality is that that doesn't adhere to a current socioeconomic model of capitalism, and it doesn't adhere to the interests of, of certain groups that carry a great deal of influence and power. And that's right. not uh, conspiracy theory. This is just, it's just facts, it's, yeah. it's facts man. It's just, a, it's a, we're products of our, our society. It's corruption. It's greed. It's mm-hmm. that in its extreme expression. So yeah, we, we we're at a, We're definitely at a crossroads, my man. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, given that the world economy doesn't bottom out and tank and we have to restart a new system, um, Mm. which has definitely even been talked about, that, you know, I feel like that could even be a possibility as well. But 
you know, who's to say that, that system wouldn't be, yeah, there's infinite possibilities, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I see what you mean though. Like hitting the, uh, you know, if we were to change things without having that, like zero out of the economy, uh, mm. it'd be really hard because of the powers that be Yeah, the people that just have money yeah. straight up. Yeah. And the systems that are currently entrenched and governing the way we do life. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, even like this, the, you know, the tech giant interview that I was talking about earlier, mm. kind of like having that being dismantled, I think is a somewhat of a good sign. Um, how much that's going to be implemented and to what extent, you know, I think that that you know, will, will play a big matter in things and how they, they turn yeah. out. Yeah. That's, that's something I'm really interested to see unravel, man, is that, mm -hmm. I mean, again, you know, why isn't that making, not that I watch mainstream media, so I, I'm being a little um, hypocritical here, but I, I really don't watch mainstream media. You know, here and there yeah. I may get a snippet on, on my computer or something, right? But I don't put the TV on and watch mainstream media. But I'm wondering, did that make big news? No. Hmm. Why? Um, That's a pretty big thing. Because <laughs> all the people in power don't want, the mm. information out there and they have the power to yep. manipulate what's being shown. So, yep. you know, it was like some weird, I think there was like a hundred thousand people watching on a live Facebook live stream. Like that's wow. all that I saw uh, that I saw. At least there was probably different news articles written about it. And I'm sure if you want to research, but I yeah. didn't see much. I did a quick research cause I was telling a friend about it and I was like, let me see if I can find something. And um, there was like a few articles, but they didn't really go into detail. Hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of, you know, it's it's like how much is really happening that we actually even don't know about. Correct. Too, I agree. Right? Um, I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can even go for, as far as to say, like, all the things that are happening have happened. Are they even reality? You know, there's stuff like deep fakes and everything now. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's like basically it looks like somebody's talking and it's just a computer generation generated video. It's um, ridiculous, huh? It's, and it looks like the real hey. thing, which is scary. I know, man. And oh. that technology isn't like coming out. It's here. It's been years yep. ago that that re was reality. So it's just wild to see like how much control is placed on the general public that we don't even realize, which oh, is ironic. Oh, man. It's scary, man. It's so scary. Part. It is. It really is. And that's where, you know, people want to just go out in the nature and create their own <laughs> civilization. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So I guess from, from here, what would you encourage people to do? Anybody listening? Uh, what do you feel is, cause I mean, obviously people are like, okay, this, the child trafficking stuff is not okay. And then also like the world's in up in the, I feel like the shit's about to hit the fan. Uh, I don't even think it has. And we're kind of in this limbo, at least in the time of recording this to some degree. Where do you feel yeah. like, what do you feel, what do you feel people should do or what's your, what would be your advice? I think self care is very important. I know that may appear very selfish, yeah. but I feel it's very needed right now. Self care is really, really, really important. And what that looks like is not only looking after your own physical being, your nutrition, sleep, health principles, but also your psyche, doing your inner work 
and then choosing how can I contribute to not the whole world because 7.6 billion people is a lot for the brain to fathom. Just your immediate <laughs> peer group, you know, your immediate circle of friends, your community. Mm-hmm. How can you contribute in a meaningful way that adds value? And I think that's a great starting point. We don't have to go too far beyond that just now. Is do your inner work, take care of your own house and give where you can and be nice. You know what? It's really thousands of years ago they were saying the same shit. So, <laughs> so, so not much different really. So we're either not learning and or it's a really important thing to do. Right. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, well, thank you so much for this convo. I, this definitely needs to reach people. So I'm glad that we were having this and that it was recorded. Mm. Um, where can people find out more about you and what all you're doing? Of course, man. Thank you for that. I pre- and I appreciate being here as well. And I'm glad we made the time to do this, Kev. Um, yeah, growwithsteph.com, S-T-E-F. So growwithsteph.com. Um, there's a heap of information there. Um, some free stuff there as well that will just help you maybe start finding your track, your journey in life, help give you some insight into your inner workings of your mind and your body, your emotions, your relationships. Um, yeah, that, that's where people can find me and in social media at Stephanos Thandos. I love it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too, brother. Thank you. Of course. For everybody tuning in, all of his links will be down below in the show notes. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.